0: Hey, this is Ed Zipko of SuperChief Gallery NFT, the world's first IRL NFT gallery space. I'm on the edge of NFT, the podcast that has perfected the art of delivering the best of Web3. Stay tuned.
1: Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out why IRL NFT art matters and how you can get access to some of the best IRL events in Web3 through a special SuperChief multi-pass.
2: And go deep on all the ways today's guests find to truly enjoy the moment
3: and find out what top nft artist david bianchi has done to expand nft art into multiple domains of perception all this and more on today's episode
1: enjoy welcome to the edge of nft with your hosts jeff kelly ethan janney and josh krieger the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's sponsored spotlight episode
3: features Ed Zipko, the co-founder of Super Chief Gallery. Ed is a photographer, writer, and gallery director. And Super Chief Gallery is an independent artist-friendly gallery with permanent large-scale warehouse locations in New York and Los Angeles. Encompassing a broad scope of contemporary art, Super Chief presents photography, illustration, painting, sculpture, performance, installation, animation, and digital art. SuperChief Gallery has a history of supporting artists from disparate scenes and collectives, enabling them to participate in the larger community. SuperChief Gallery is the world's first physical gallery space dedicated to NFTs. Ed, welcome to Edge of NFT.
1: Hey there, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Dude, good to see you here, man. Um, It's been been a little bit since we uh, were live and in person at NFTLA. Gosh, it's been two months, man. It's crazy how time flies, man. But wow, Super Chief was a really central part of that entire experience, man. It's great to see you here again. Thank you. And
0: yes, man, it was an honor to do it. It was really exciting to dive in with you guys and just try to make the most out of something really exciting and turn it into something huge. And uh, I think everybody killed it. So yeah, happy to see everybody yet again.
2: Yeah, buddy. For a little context there, guys, you know, Super Chief was just a hop, skip, and a jump from the convention center. And we had incredible programming throughout the entire week of NFTLA that we worked on blood, sweat, and tears for, for several months prior and uh some after, actually, too. A lot, a lot of a lot of cleanup was such a, a big undertaking. Man, it'll be it'll be good to uh, come to whatever you got cooking it in New York and and not be on the other side of the planning process and just enjoy enjoy the the spectacle. I'm sure you're up to something really cool, which we'll talk about on the show.
0: Yes, we're excited for NFT NYC. We loved NFTLA, and we're excited to do more NFTLA stuff too. So yes, we'll get to all of it. I think it's exciting. Yeah, that.
1: most definitely, April 2023. What's up? Uh, so yeah, mark it on the calendar. Ed, dude, Super Chief is like such an important and influential gallery now in L.A. It's been there for a long time, doing all kinds of cool things with different people. Talk to us about the origin story, man. How did this entire project come to be?
0: Oh, for sure. Well, I founded this with Bill Dunleavy back in Brooklyn in really like 2009. 2009, we started... You know we were part of the creative scene in new york we were you know our friends were throwing events parties art shows we were supporting those with photography writing we had a little magazine that we were starting up and i think that like the big deal for us was 2012 we realized we've been throwing large-scale events with them now for like at that point three years already in 2012 we realized if we formalized it a little bit really drilled in on the fact that it's a gallery um, the neighbors will stop calling the cops. So we, uh, we were really excited to figure that out. And also, you know, what it's like to properly try to support the community instead of just gathering us again and again, what did it look like to like, you know, put a a bit of an organization behind it. So I think that was the real birth of super chief in 2012. And since then we've got, we've had galleries in New York, Los Angeles, Miami, large scale immersive spaces where we can kind of get the scene together and have the scene exist, you know, really get to kind of, you know, champion our best and brightest and show them what it looks like. If there's other people that are trying to support them as well on a professional level.
1: Let me ask dude on that point, let me dig on that a little bit further. the, like it, it, the origin there of, of, uh, of this, is really built around community. We talk about community a lot, right? And so I'm curious, how did you make those connections? Obviously you guys are part of the art community, but how did you make those connections to specifically work with folks in the gallery and get them on board with everything you were doing?
0: I I have to say it did go back to me going to art school. You know, like I went to Pratt Institute back in Brooklyn in, was it uh, 1999? And a million years ago. And that was like a big that was a big moment of kind of just connecting with everybody and realizing that I was kind of surrounded by genius. And if, you know, we could hang out, sure. But like, what if we did something? And what if it was like, what if you took that adage of together, we're, you know, stronger, you know, and just really kind of uh, got behind people that we're really close to and we believe in. And I think that was that was definitely the introduction to all of it. it was just getting obsessed with the people around us and being really fortunate, right place, right time, not wanna leave kind of vibe. Shout out to uh, to Pratt,
3: man. I did not realize you were there. Definitely. Uh, I, I wasn't there at the same time at the university, but my uh, my apartment was at Classen and Willoughby. So oh. that's like right next door. I used to go over there all the time, that's hang out crazy. on the grass, watch the uh, the Pratt. Pratt has these cats. Yeah, I don't Pratt, know, they probably still had them the Pratt cats <laughs> yeah just like these cats that prowl around campus and own the place there's only like three two or four two to four of them because it's like their territory they get sad
0: and they like hang out, yeah. yes I remember all of this lore yeah <laughs> absolutely it's so fun that you were like in the neighborhood that's crazy I think yeah we were we were really fortunate like the uh some of the artists that came out of that era it's like uh um swoon was in our class, Uh, Todd Seeley, who's a brilliant photographer, Uh, Kobe Kennedy, who's an artist that we work with, who's not only done really powerful um, artwork that was pulled out of not just this Afrofuturism narratives, but like also like the the protests and a lot of like cop cars on fire, Um, really exceptional uh, scene that we were able to be a part of just at the jump. And then a lot of it was like supporting them. Very cool.
2: Yeah. So so Ed, let's fast forward a little bit. How did NFTs get in the picture? And and you know, how would you know I guess like would you have thought that um this type of evolution could occur in such a rapid uh time span when you originally were building up this uh concept?
0: I mean, I think it was like in all honesty, it was a dream because the whole mechanism of NFTs kind of answered a giant question we were having, um, an existential question we were having for our digital artists. So like in 2016, I started to get really angry that digital artists weren't getting shown or weren't being treated as artists in general. They were just kind of relegated to doing client work and having to do, you know, that was the only real road ahead of them. And I was kind of frustrated that, you know, especially in 2015, 2016, so much of the discourse and the community was like online. You know, we were really like, it was all on Instagram. And there was a complete separation between all of that on Instagram and all of the actual IRL events and art shows and exhibitions. Like all of it was just really kept separate and then also kind of disregarded. Like if it was on Instagram, it wasn't art. And I feel like that was something that was really brutal because it was, it was cutting our whole community short. It was cutting the whole uh, discourse short. So we started a gallery in Soho that was like, we got really lucky. We found one that was turnkey and we had like wall-to-wall smart TVs. So what my goal was, was once a week, we'll do a whole new exhibition every Saturday. Like it was impossible to sell it. So I was like, let me show a lot of it. Let me like at least create an intersect for our community. And then like that community. And so I jam my hand behind the TVs and like throw in USB drives once a week. And it was like this bull flip and, you know, I knew the same way that, you know, 20 years ago, graffiti and street art were told by the establishment that they had no value and they couldn't sell it. So they wouldn't call it art. And I knew that this was going to shift. Like there was going to be that change because this is the medium of our generation. You know, you can't say that you don't, you know, believe in digital art. It's like every art you see is on your phone. It's digital, I'm sorry. Like the, the way that you're experiencing it is digitally. So I think it was just a matter of time. And then for us starting in 2016 showing digital, it really like, You know, we had four years of physical artwork and, you know, those kinds of artists to intersect and kind of like throw parties for both groups where they can kind of like meet each other and contribute. But really also like we started building relationships with digital artists that were killing it. As soon as NFT started, they were the, you know, test cases, use cases for everybody. And it was it was kind of incredible to see them do so well so fast. a really painful but fun anecdote is we were the gallery for Beeple's first uh, ever solo shows, like in America. We had them scheduled for New York, Los Angeles and Miami the uh, the year COVID came out. So that was a blast having all of those canceled right after we advertised. And then uh, Tough. it was, it, you know, it hurt a little bit, it hurt a little bit, but. For the most part, I mean, really, man, it's about us wanting these artists to get out there and succeed. So like, whether it's with us or solo, or with somebody else. Like really, I want people to kind of just dent culture. So that was something to, to see him break through was really huge. And then also to like, you know, when he had his $3.5 million weekend, I was absolutely watching on Instagram and seeing that happen. And like rooting for him and just learning, you know, like what the fuck. But like rooting for him to win because I want him to win. And then, you know, Monday when he like he did it, I'm like, all right. So you know, I'm getting dumped. You know, as a gallery, like I'm I'm getting dumped, and that's all right. That's okay, you know. And then on Tuesday I get a text from him, and it's like, can you imagine how big it's going to be when we do it now? I'm like, motherfucker. Like, all right, you know, that's that's solid, you know, because he he really loved the the scene and the community that we were kind of putting together and like Super Chief's take on a gallery. He was really, uh, really supportive about it, you know, really excited to be a part of it. And then, um, and then he did the 69 million. And then it's just Gagosian talking to him now. So yeah, like, I got to just acknowledge and respect. But yeah, we were, we were really aware early about what was going on and for us it was really important to support nfts because more than anything it creates the system of artist royalties and i think that's like that's the most important thing that's happened in my lifetime you know if like if we can actually support that respect that establish that where there's artist royalties that can change the model overall and kill the idea of the starving artist it can unify artists and their collectors instead of it being like there's a separation as soon as the artwork is purchased and now when it's sold for much much more at auction later you know the artist gets nothing um now everyone's on the same team and that's an incredible moment you know even like collectors and flippers like it's still the same team and i think that's something that like we're still just starting to get our heads around and that's a huge way for people to build the relationship with their community. I mean, it's, I can go on and I would go on.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. it, it, <laughs> sure. it, it's, it's fascinating to, to reflect on the extent to which digital art was embedded in a class system that was, um, you know, put a lot of barriers to entry for um, mainstream consideration, right? And yet at the same time, graphic artists, um are going up and up in in value and uh in the professional world in the business world right everyone needs a graphic artist but yet um the art world didn't didn't see it that way so it's 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 quite fascinating to think about how that shift was occurred with some of these memorable moments the last few years like like the one you described
0: i mean it's the birth of the art star which is like an incredible moment you know we've had little little pockets of that with like warhol and basquiat and like you know these these moments where people become larger than life and become like a true celebrity but we're finally starting to see the in like the infancy of that really roll out now with like i i love to see it man it's pretty exciting to see creativity get rewarded on that level yeah
3: yeah it, it's fascinating you know we've just seen so many evolutions of how people can get compensated and a lot of it has to do with just logistics. Um, We saw some very interesting things happen, of course, with the evolution of digital music and like the sort of whole record industry, like sort of shifting and exploding and changing models and all of this stuff. And, um, it's just making me aware of that this is sort of an inverse of that right like we reached the place where you could share anything and then that made people go oh shit, concert revenue is the only place we can go and touring revenue for musicians and now all of a sudden having like a, a totally different angle so where you can ha- have value from the digital things even if they're all over the place um so it's it's just a it's it's a general human and i guess even biological problem like where are the shortcuts how can you close the gaps because it doesn't really make anything less valuable the fact that you can't sort of add value to it right or or like place value on it or whatever so um it's a fascinating to hear you explain it that way i want to ask you about sort of everything that's going on here you're working on the first irl nft events folks like christie's auction house OpenSea, makers place united nations ukrainian government yeah. um talk to us about the these events and and um you know, how they're evolving and what you're excited about there.
0: Well, it's been incredible. You know, I think like we, we really kind of got the opportunity to steal the story, you know, by opening up the first NFT gallery space, like IRL gallery in the world. I mean, beating Shanghai by one day changed all of our lives. It changed our lives. It changed the lives of our artists. And it put us at the, you know, in 200 plus newspapers and magazines inside of a month it created a, a huge wave for our artists and for the opportunities that were showing up and i think a lot of the a lot of the institutions that wanted to support nfts didn't have a reputable source to like team up with there wasn't someone out there who was really showing nft artwork and digital artwork with respect to the work you know they. It's a very easy mistake to turn a place or an installation into a a Best Buy, you know, and have it have that feeling of a you're at uh, a big box store rather than an exhibition that's about the artwork. But I think being able to be a gallery that was centering that as the argument and the opportunity, it really allowed us to be the go-to for Christie's Auction House when they did their first CryptoPunks auction. It was a really... You know, that was really brought together by our relationship with Justin Abersano. Um, Justin actually brought that to us because he was working with all the crypto punks and putting them on billboards in Miami through Save Art Space, which is like a wonderful organization that he runs. And for us, it was like, you know, we've been Justin's gallery for years. We actually premiered Twin Flames at Super Chief before NFTs. It was like a physical art show with his hundred uh, photographs everywhere. 30 sets of twins came out for opening night. It was fun, but like he brought he brought CryptoPunks and Christie's Auction House to Super Chief. And we basically created an art directed and installation that respected the scene, brought the community through and kind of like kept it at a high level. And then really was able to kind of create an environment that kept the audience like giddy. You know, it was really fun to see all of these people um, really get to connect when, I don't know, I don't even remember what month that was. That must've been May, I think, but I think it was still really early in people actually taking the mask off to see somebody. And that was a really special moment. Um, from there, we did the first ever IRL events for, or NFT events for OpenSea. Their first one was at SuperChief, Maker's Place Foundation through uh, the digital diaspora with, uh, with uh, Diana Sinclair that was an incredible project and I think really it was about kind of giving the industry that we respected a home you know and kind of create an opportunity for people to not just get to know their you know their co-founders actually if they'd like worked on this digitally a lot of them hadn't ever been in person before and that was very surreal for everybody but also the community and the you know the inner circles of this it was really uh special to create a space where not only do they feel comfortable but we could elevate the work and kind of show the work again either how it would be at a real gallery or ideally also what it would look like to hang this stuff in the home you know where we also you know we sell these uh these digital canvases that we are happy to have access to through our partnership with Wim. i'll say out loud Wim is one of the I mean, it's the leader in digital canvas tech and the, it's it's incredible working with them. So I think we're really proud to be bringing that out. Um, we also love working with infinite objects for like the small collectible. And then, you know, just being an IRL, like an actual location you can go to if you visit New York or if you visit Los Angeles to experience what NFTs are off of your cell phone and off of your laptop, see them treated with respect, I think has been uh, a really, wonderful niche to find ourselves within, You know, I think we've always been about community and again, the artwork, you know, we really only show work that we believe in and that we're really truly like into.
1: Yeah, having seen it firsthand, I can say too, what a difference, right? Between seeing it on your phone or on your computer screen and seeing it in the context in which you provide it and, and craft it. I mean, there's just something special there and you just have to get to it in real life to, to really appreciate that. And, and it is a order of magnitude difference. There's just like, no question about it. It's such a cool experience. And I wanted to highlight, like, you've got this like really cool, um, multi-pass and NFT multi-pass for IRL events, man. Like, tell us about that. Cause that's like part of this, right? It's like getting people yeah. out to see this stuff live and in person.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been really incredible watching how fast it's all grown. Cause I mean, I know everybody's seen the boom and then like the little, like another boom. And then, you know, as this has been getting bigger and bigger, we've been seeing the parties get bigger and bigger and seeing the events get larger. And for us, we want to be able to really do parallel roads. You know, we're always going to be doing free to enter, uh, you know, giant events because we love it. You know, we love the community and we want more people to see this stuff and kind of meet each other. So it's definitely always going to have that within it. But beyond the free stuff, we really want to do something that allows that, that community that's been with us from the start and the artists that we show, allow them to be kind of, again, formally appreciated and formally kind of given access. I don't want somebody who was with us at the start having to wait in line. I don't want somebody, I don't ever want somebody who believed in us and bought NFT artwork from us and supported these artists being told they can't get it you know so for us it was like how do we offer that um that irl multipass, where it's like you can go to any super chief whether it be in new york or los angeles or the new exhibition that we're doing in venice italy that we have a full nft exhibition with us uh bright moments obscura dao and uh art blocks you know when we do special events in venice italy for the venice Biennale. We want our, you know, the home team to have access. So that's really like the, the big purpose for it.
3: I think we all here realize there's going to be, you know, New York, LA, that 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 there's going to be more without a doubt and you're going to kill it.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, the other part of this is the unknown, right? With um, Similar to our project we did with uh, Spirit Seeds, you never know what what's to come? I mean this this is a gallery that worked with people right like what's the next exciting um collab or or mint that you're gonna get a chance to be part of that maybe there's a line of 10 0 people that uh don't don't get in there um for that mint which you do as being one of these og holders and yeah. i think um with that in mind you know my question is really about the collabs and partnerships in the pipeline it, it's probably a difficult uh, question for you to answer and unpack because there's so much that you guys um, are always doing. But l- let's talk about it anyway.
0: Yeah, right? Why not? Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's, oh God. So between Los Angeles and doing some fun stuff with you guys with NFTLA, there's, of course, New York. And we have a couple of really exciting things going on there. Um, one, we're, All right, so this is just all secret stuff that I'll say live, right? So um, stuff that I can talk about that I'm not under NDA, this is a special sliver. So we've got, um, we're doing a two month activation uh, that we're going to be kicking off in Chelsea, in New York. That's gonna be really incredible, kind of in the heart of Chelsea. And I believe it's the first time that NFTs are really getting uh, pushed in that, that level so we're excited to be doing that. We're talking about doing some private events there. Um, we're also having a really strong relationship cook up with VR world. And VR world is the largest VR space, um, I believe in the country, but it's, it's incredible working with them. It's three floors uh, in the middle of New York in the middle of Manhattan. So that's getting exciting. Um, we're doing, <laughs> I'm probably gonna miss it, but we're gonna throw a thousand person party in Tokyo. On June 25th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, well, I mean, we're doing NFTLA, so I kind of have to stay there. But we have really strong relationships in Tokyo. So right now we're curating a large installation. Uh, it's a 50 foot wide screen. And it's I think it's 20 feet tall, 50 feet wide. And it's like this concert series that's going to happen in front of it with this party we're throwing. And so I might bring cyberpunk out there and then make it. If there are anybody out in Tokyo who comes out, we can give them like VIP access and trick it out for like them. Any like pass holders, stuff like that. We're kind of cooking on all the time. And the fact that we have enough, I mean, Basil's coming up, (laughs) like Miami art, Basil's coming up. And then also Halloween where we're going to be going crazy in New York, LA, and then Italy as well. So. I think it's the amount of different angles that we tend to hit all of this at, and the fact that we like to stay really active with not just the artists that we show, um, and the communities we want to support, but also the cities that we visit. Like we actively take over. Um, it's really been exciting meeting all of these different artists. Uh, excuse me, uh, galleries. Actually, these these other NFT galleries that have been popping up over the, like the last year. Been really wonderful making relationships with them, and then you know. I really wanna create sister galleries in the cities that we can't be active in and share information and share opportunity. Cause that's kind of, you know, been the best thing of, uh, like our, our favorite magic trick of 2022 is taking anyone that might be a competitor and turning them into a friend. And I think like, that's like, we're all really on that wavelength right now. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to like push so we're, we're leaning into that man and we're working with you know we're going to be doing exhibitions with bright moments um whom we love like you know seth and christie right on um but it's like the just the amount of different ways that we're able to participate and then add access to like our community and artists um we have two different conversations with museums in china for 2023 we have um yeah, and then I'll quickly name drop the artist that I love that we've shown, if I can real fast. Uh, we did the first ever edition uh, edition NFT drop for Drifter Shoots, which was incredible. He released an edition of 200 at 0.25 Ethereum and sold out in 45 minutes, like, like it was as fast as we could handle it. Um, that has continued to trade like crazy. Um, we've done Diana Sinclair, uh, Justin Aversano, Swoon, um uh was it lush sucks uh god for photographers and it, it we really like to approach this from a cross-disciplinary uh frame of mind and i think that it's really aha we lost a
1: little bit of signal there didn't we guys i think we did uh i think that's a <laughs> Should we use it as a transition? <laughs> I guess so. I think we're gonna have to. Uh it's all good. We'll bring Ed back here in a second. Ed, we can't hear you right now. So we will actually take a moment uh to transition from this amazing part of the conversation over to our hot topic. So Ethan, man, I'll, I'll serve it over to you, buddy.
2: Yeah, and yeah. by the way, by the way, guys, cross-disciplinary, that was a great transition by Ed, whether or not he intended it.
3: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's something being built right now at the gallery that he's at, and somebody probably just unplugged his Ethernet cable uh, with a ladder they were carrying. <laughs>
1: it happens. It
3: happens. Hey. hey, here he is. He's back.
4: Yeah, it's back. Hey, brother.
1: We, uh, we we're
3: gonna shift. We're gonna shift. We've we've utilized this uh, this point <laughs> to shift directions to hot topics. We'll be right back with you with quick hitters but you're in on this combo so let's let's find out what we're going to talk about here today's sponsored feature hot topic is all about the senses senses is a healing audiovisual poetic journey that explores the modalities of human perception it is based on 100 original poems written and performed by David Bianchi based on the five human senses it is then commingled with generative psychedelic code art by Dogon Demir, coded from data from David's voice recordings and intersected with healing Solfeggio frequency music by please and thank you. That's PLS ampersand TY. We are fortunate today to actually have David Bianchi here live and in person with us to talk about this amazing project. David, tell us what's up. You're always cooking up something unique.
4: You know what? I I appreciate that. And then hearing, you know, like actually like hearing someone else say it outside of myself, it really is a lot to digest, isn't it? (laughs) A special project, man. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's, you know, I'm just, I think the the underlying theme is that the blockchain just makes us self-sustaining artists. And so when that happens, it opens up space to be expansive. And if it weren't for this great technology, this kind of art just wouldn't even be possible. And, um, you know, the, the spirit of it is just to hopefully bring an essence to the space to give people an opportunity to pause. Right. So I was inspired to wrote, to write 100 poems that are all uplifting and philosophical, recorded those poems. And then as you mentioned, you know, we we took mathematical data from the waveform to inform the art. And uh, so it's a 1000 piece collection that's minting on June 9th. Uh, that's part of Async's new technology rollout called Async Music Blueprints, which is the evolution of what they did with Coldy and Xcopy and Rest in Peace. A lot of money, and so I'm really excited about this to be able to you know bring something new to the blockchain.
3: Now I'm curious. This may or may not be embedded in there somewhere. So forgive me if it's a little bit redundant, but the, one of the things I love about the senses is it, it. Some people, some people don't realize that getting into meditation, it gets a way to easily get into a meditative state is just to listen to your senses in the present moment. Oh, you know, what do I see? What do I hear? You know, what kind of flavors are going on? What kind of smells, you know, what kind of things do I feel and touch? And it's amazing how it just immediately brings you in the present. You forget about the past and the future. And, you know, you get access to this, this present moment state. So I love that that's part of this. And I'm curious, like, you're probably intuitively doing that. Is there any sort of uh, explicit mention of that in, in the work?
4: Well, yeah, I think. Um, so when you look at, when you think about what each NFT is, right? So there's the audio poetry layer, then there's the solfeggio frequency layer, which is essentially binaural music that healed, that connects to the chakras and it's proven, you know, music therapy has proven that it does heal the mind, body, and spirit. Um, and the tone of the delivery of these poems really causes you to pause and some people get to meditate with music. Some people can meditate in silence. Uh, there's an incredible poet. And you made me think of Rumi, for example, a legendary poet. And he said, you know, the, the the voice of God is silence. Everything else is a cheap imposter.
3: Mic drop. Sorry, we're going to end the episode now.
4: <laughs> and we, I give that to Rumi. But, you know... When we can pause long enough to actually hear those things inside of ourselves that's when we can really get introspective and start to discover what's really going on in the inner workings of the mind and um i'm blessed to be also partnering with spatial spatial.io will be building a dedicated metaverse experience so token holders will also have access to a guided meditative audio visual immersive sound bath um in the metaverse uh, we'll also be doing some IRL activations, including one that just popped up at this beautiful clandestine mansion in Consensus uh, in Austin coming up. So uh, just a great opportunity to not only expand the perception of what NFT and crypto art can and and is, but giving people an opportunity to, to really investigate themselves a little bit. Um, and also whoever collects any of these NFTs, I transfer the commercial um, exploitation and publishing rights of my poetry to the individual as well. So you can republish and you can resell as you choose to. You'll own every single one of the PNG layers as well. Um, so Async has done some really really interesting stuff, and I'm happy to be connected. Yeah, to
2: you know, I I just did a little googling about what psychedelic re- literally means because like you're talking about psychedelic sound, and I know psychedelic is used in different um, cases. Like in Davos, there's a psych- medical psychedelic. Um, house and and that was a pretty uh eye-opening experience but but at the end of the day psychedelic uh, refers to mind revealing and it sounds like that's the journey that you're trying to take people on um they don't need to have a psychedelic experience with um an outside substance they can be part of this experience with your nft and sort of open new um, neurotransmitters to firing uh, different directions and sort of think about life and consciousness and their hopes and dreams and aspirations differently. Um, Sounds like it's a real self-empowerment crusade that you're on to right here.
4: You know, it it is. And thank you for saying that because some of our greatest prophets and teachers um, are psychedelic um, shamans and, and teachers and healers without the use of outside influences you know they tap into into their own mind body and spirit connections to whatever their higher power or their third eye is or their internal eye um and i really hope that people can journey inside of these words so i just pulled of, of the 100 poems i just pulled one on sound and here's an example of the tone of it see sounds can be familiar comforting at ease sounds can remind us of trauma buried deep within our psyche Sounds can produce joy, sadness, and grief. Even the sound of silence can be loud if you listen deep.
1: All right, brother, I know what we're doing at uh, NFTLA next year. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's a, <laughs> hey, are, are you going to, so we talked about the sound bath experience. Are, are you going to be there live uh, doing some reads as well? Or is, that, uh, is it uh, part of the actual uh, NFTs?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, anything that happens in the metaverse or anything that happens around these activations, I'll be there live. Um, I would also like to incorporate other, you know, healers and um, guided meditative healers and, uh, you know, incorporate uh, meditative bowls and digi do's and, you know, there's more I don't I'm simply being a container. creating a container, I should say, because I'm not your, you know, I'm not your guru, not to quote Tony Robbins. You know, I'm just a guy with some cool ideas. And, you know, when it comes to healing and what these poems and this music will do to people, that's based on your experience. And it's based on how you perceive the language and how you relate to yourself in this complicated world, you know, because we're always so go, go, go. And people are really nasty in discourse. And, you know, and I just... I just felt, I felt damaged a little bit, you know, and, and so much of my poetry is socially conscious and very polarizing. And I was like, you know, let me make, let me just make a little bit, a bit of a departure. Uh, I'm already planning the sixth sense, which will be very psychedelic. I'm thinking like horsehead nebula style art that will be interactive and completely think of Rafiq Adadol in terms of uh, kind of the inspirations and things like that.
1: Just to, to clarify, you get as part of your utility, right? You get free minting access to the sixth sense. Is that correct?
4: Correct. So yeah. So off, again, thinking about utility, even in fine art, you know, all the the things that I just mentioned, as well as giving uh, whoever holds one of these one thousands will have first line access to mint the six cents, and that will be a much larger collection. I well,
2: I, I know you yeah. have a hard stop, but but from working with Ed and collaborating for for three months, I know how much healing and and sort of. Um, is part of his DNA and how he treats his staff and thinks about like the, the sprints and and the marathon. Ed, do you have any thoughts uh, on this amazing project?
0: I love that he's bringing the IRL sound bath to these, these environments, you know, it is like such a, a fast paced uh, pulse, you know, that is for each one of these like conferences and reasons why the whole community gathers. So I feel Um, And, you know, David and I spoke about this when we were talking about what might be possible for NFT NYC, where it's, you know, it was, I find it inspiring what they did for East Denver, where they had that puppy room, you know, where they had Mm -hmm. that kind of thing where it's like, let me slow my human brain down a little bit. Let me heal. This morning was a lot, like whatever that morning was, of course, it was a lot. Everybody's doing the most they can humanly deal with, you know, because that's the game. I think having a, a space and reminding ourselves to create space for that kind of like uh, health, man, just like that kind of health concern. And then, you know, just to just to, uh, share a funny thing, what Josh is talking about is the fact that I made sure all of my team had IVs, like that IV bag, before the week. You know, let's go into the strong. That's like hangover recovery thing, but it was like
3: And this was mainline heroin, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> and, and and you know web-
3: great heroin.
4: I, I like it. I do it between the toes, man. I'm not sure right. Web, right. web
2: Web Web3 burnout is a real thing. And um you know, um we took a good amount of our team over to, to Davos. Um and it was gonna be a really intense week. So um a lot of us went to um this really cool spa onsen type of environment in this whole town of all uh, like thermal waters called Baden not to be confused with Baden Baden in Germany this is Baden 1 1 Baden in Switzerland and it was really amazing and i think it really set the tone for the week and um you know excited about everything you're doing uh just to wrap i know you have to jet where can folks follow you in this project and can you also tell folks about the giveaway that we have in store for them? Um, that'd be great.
4: Yeah, really, really excited. First off, I mean, just to, to be in this conversation with you, Legends and Ed and I mean, Ethan, Jeff and Josh, thank you so much for all the love and support. Um, but yeah, so we're doing a giveaway. I wanted to honor this community with some allow list spots to be able to mint. We're minting on June 9th, uh, mint price will be 0.15. Uh, so pretty reasonable as far as the market is concerned. And uh, you know, I'll leave it up to you, absolute wizards on how you guys decide to make those mechanics work. Um, you follow me at David Bianchi, please follow at please and thank you. Uh, also Dogon Demir and senses underscore NFT is the dedicated Twitter handle that we're building now. And I'm just, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to to see how people respond to this because normally it's like we collect fine art just from a visual perspective. But now that there's an audio perspective but also a language perspective, it's like, well, I like that art but this poem makes me feel this way or that poem makes me feel this way but this art is, you know. And so it's really gonna be really unique to see how collectors uh, interact with this collection
1: wholeheartedly agree man thank you so much for joining us brother we'll see you soon of course and uh
4: yeah thank you again it's my pleasure thank you so much great to see you david great to see you too john bye guys see
5: you later talk soon hey there nft space cadet let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to abbott kinney boulevard in venice beach la let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion art and food there It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGens who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale, and model of yacht, as well as weather scale, model of yacht, or actual yacht.
1: All right. Amazing should stuff. We, yeah, should we shift back to quick hitters. I think we got to get in there. Ed. I think yeah. we got to jump in Appreciate right. your contribution. Ed,
3: Ed, did you have we cut off like mid cent? Is there anything you want to finish? I mean, I think we got the, the general gist of it, but
0: I'm sure I was deep in that rant. Um, <laughs> I think I would just say, um, I know we're going to do a little giveaway for the multi pass. And also maybe is there a way like with text later we can share where the- Oh yeah,
1: we'll get, uh, we'll get to that. All That's no problem. All right. Yeah, Thank most you. definitely we will. Um, we'll jump into that here in a little bit, man. What we want to do though for the moment is to take you through edge quick hitters, man. This is just a fun, quick way for us to get to know you a little bit better. We got 10 questions. We're looking for short single word or few word responses, but we'll dive in a little deeper here or there. You ready to do this?
0: Dig it. Yeah, let's okay.
1: do it. Beautiful. All right, question number one. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Oh,
0: wow. It's uh probably like a Marvel card or a uh
1: what was it? Like a Transformer robot or something. Yeah. Mm, All right. Nice. You got a, you got a box of that stuff at the at the crib or at your house? Uh, I still have like house? The, I have the pages, man. Those are preserved. I still yeah, have that. Nice. Good work. <laughs> Question number 2. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life?
0: Oh, I think I ran my dad's garage sale for five minutes and felt great. I think I was like six.
1: At the (laughs) helm. Nice. Question number three. What is the most recent thing you purchased? Oh, um,
0: headphones. So I can stop screaming at my phone when I walk around like a lunatic. Yeah, (laughs)
1: earbuds. Yeah. Good purchase. Question number three. Excuse me, question number four, what is the most recent thing you sold?
0: Oh, NFTs, man, every day.
1: Anything you wanna uh, reveal to our
0: listeners? Um, We're still really proud of our first show, the season one starter pack. It's our giant uh, group show with like 130 artists. And it's a way for people who are looking to shop for NFTs, but don't know too much, Hmm. to have
1: some like context and clarity on what's worth picking up. Nice. Very cool. Question number five, what is your most prized possession? Ooh, we have a block of wood that the super chief skull
0: logo was carved into. And that's where all of our logo, it's all like a, a wood print. So we have the original nice. piece of wood. Let's say that. Yeah. That's Love
4: like
0: it. Love who carved ago. it? What, t- tell me more. And, uh, Tamara Santabanias is a brilliant artist out of Brooklyn, New York. and she we hired her to create our logo i just wanted a skull with knives for teeth you know and uh just something friendly and she <laughs> carved it in wood i had no idea she was going to do that
1: and it came out really textured and beautiful um yeah i would say that's prized possession i will say your, your sticker was the first sticker i put on my brand new one wheel gt uh, so you. yeah number one right on. number one hell yeah dude. very cool question number six if you could buy anything in the world—digital, physical, service, and experience—that's currently for sale, what would that be?
0: Oh, I'd love to. Uh, can I? Grand Central Station. Sure. I mean, is that for? I, got, I mean, it's like yeah. property, right?
1: So, like, is that for sale? Put in an I offer, mean, man. I feel like you any physical go. piece of property is. There's a price I for it. I figured. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah like, I think that a, counts. Good
0: loophole. Maybe like any piece of. Oh, actually, no, wait, wait. I'm sorry, because we're actually going to open up a, a shop in this place, I think. Uh, the Oculus, downtown at, uh, at World Trade Center One. The, like the Oculus, that whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've been invited to create a giant Web3 experience zone in there. Uh, so that.
1: Okay, beautiful. I want to own that. <laughs> right. I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be?
0: oh trying to enjoy it yeah like like more than anything like having them like know that they can enjoy it if they just turn that on Mm -hmm. and it's like rather than suffering through all of it and real oh it's so bad it's like no you can enjoy everything you absolutely just have to remember that you want to and remember you're doing something because you want to and then it's it gets easier
1: so that it remind, we were talking a little bit earlier on uh, actually david was on uh we were doing uh, some twitter spaces and we were reflecting joshua's actually on the uh the first month of doing this podcast actually and how we all kind of looked at each other and were like we could pretty much do this we really enjoy this whether we're able to ever make money out of it or not like this is just really fun we really enjoy this and uh and we want to keep doing this for a very long time so
0: yeah getting back to that energy maintaining yeah. that energy i yeah. think is number 1
1: because yeah.
0: otherwise it turns into a job and then you're trapped again right and it's like, that's hell
3: yeah. yeah there's a there's an interesting book i found several years ago it's called how i found freedom in an unfree world right and and it's uh kind of like dives really deep into that concept of whatever you do and you chose to do it and yeah. so if you're not having fun just choose not to do it right <laughs> yeah do something yeah. else right otherwise like you said you, you chose it make the Find best that of it.
0: thing that pushes the button in your head
1: you know and just
0: like get good at pushing that button
1: yeah right on Okay. Well, question number eight: If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Oh, um, I'd say
0: I'd say I hold on to things too long without passing them on to the next player. Like I'm running next to them with the baton instead of just has- handing the fucking baton off. I feel like if I could hand the baton off a little bit, like
1: more cleanly, mm-hmm. uh,
0: everyone would be happier.
1: Got it. Yeah. I got to let those babies go a little sooner. Yeah. 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 Got yeah. it. Okay. But you care. Yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's where it comes from. Right. It comes from a good place. Yeah. So question number nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Um. Ooh. uh Smoked weed and wrapped up another meeting. Boom, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and last one, question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Smoke weed and then have another meeting. <laughs> yeah, <there it> is. <laughs> I love the symmetry, man. It's beautiful. No, it's, you know? like, a, it's like a system's going. You yeah. got something happening over there. Okay, very cool. <laughs> well, that's Edge Quick Haters, man. We appreciate you uh, participating and sharing with us, dude. Wow, um, great to be here. I appreciate the. You know, it's been awesome. Of
0: course. It's
2: been yeah. a, a very psychedelic themed show, guys.
0: <laughs> that's sure. right.
1: Yeah. So, um, look, man, we, we, again, great, great talk. We really do appreciate it. And we want to make sure that all of our listeners know where to follow you, man. And then, you know, Perfect. all the amazing things you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so
0: I'd say for Twitter, it's super chief NFT. And for Instagram, it's super chief gallery, super chief gallery, NFT super chief gallery, LA super chief gallery, New York. Um, any of those are probably a good like, little thread you can pull and find us. And then superchiefgallery.com and superchiefgallerynft.com. Yeah, right. you can also find us on OpenSea and everywhere else.
1: There it is. All right. Yeah, keep an eye out. Very distinctive stuff. Uh, be hard to miss once you go down the super chief rabbit hole. Uh, word on the street is also that we are doing a little giveaway. So uh, we just wanted to elevate that here for our listeners. Ed, you want to give a little background there? Absolutely.
0: I think uh, we really want to make sure that the community that's part of this community um, gets access to what we're up to, man. So we're doing that multi pass. So we're going to give away a couple of those multi passes.
1: Nice. Awesome. So keep an eye out on our socials, y'all. We'll give you the details on that giveaway and how to participate. Very grateful for that, Ed. Much appreciated. Um, All right, y'all. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective when deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go, just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase decision.